Alright, hello there everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Just the Tattoo of Us. I'm making my fiancé talk to me on Zoom again, even though we're in the same apartment. Yay! Yay, human interaction! Uh, we do this because there's no other way to not get things to bounce around, because we may be in the same apartment, but it's tiny. It's true, very tiny apartment. And for today... We decided to make kind of a multi-part episode, and that is entirely out of necessity because we have a lot to say on this. Yes. Ooh, spicy. We have a lot to say on this. What could, <laughs> what could it be? It is getting your first tattoo. I feel like you and I kind of both did some things that we could have done a little bit yes. more wisely. Yeah, and I love talking to people about that because <laughs> I think it's super helpful to know what i did wrong because then you can make a better judgment hopefully for yourself so this episode is going to talk about what to do what to think of how to approach sort of the before you even get a tattoo section of the decision because i feel like there's a lot that can go wrong and this is where a lot of really bad tattoos start is with poor artist yes. selection or with a just just bad decisions really not understanding like i think that the mindset of getting a tattoo sometimes is a little misunderstood because people don't look at it as you're commissioning a piece of artwork they i don't know i don't know how they look at it but you should look at it like you're commissioning a piece of artwork from an yeah. artist it, i i feel like they look at it almost like going into a store and buying just anything you know you just pick it up yeah. off the wall and it's yours now and or they look at it as something that is theirs and that it kind of belongs to them and in a way it does because it is your skin it is your body however by going to an artist, you are also asking the artist to put their artwork on your body. Mm -hmm. And that means it's, you know, their name on the line as well. And yeah. if you have a really bad idea, they're not going to tattoo it because they don't want their name associated with that bad idea. Unless they do. Unless they um. do and they just want money. But if they just want money and they're going to tattoo your bad ideas then you're just going to get a bad tattoo. <laughs> so let's talk about how to pick avoid out that, that that artist and avoid getting somebody that's just out to make a quick buck and yes. doesn't know what they're doing. Definitely. So it starts with picking an artist, and I feel like there's kind of an art in itself to picking an artist. So, you know, it's a process that starts kind of before you get tattooed, and like you said, it's like commissioning a piece of art. When you go into finding a tattoo artist, it's important to think about, A, what style do I want this in? And do some research, do some thinking about that, um, because it's going to be on your body forever unless you decide to get it removed. But that is very painful. So I think it's good to try to get this right the first time around as much as possible. Um, and I think a lot of people don't take this into account. Find an artist that has that style you're looking for in their portfolio. Um, and that way you're matching up what they can do with what you want. Not saying that there, there's art, there is artists that are like rounded and can do anything you bring them. But like a lot of artists aren't like that. They have a style they like to do. And so that's something to keep in mind. Yeah. I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is 
the fact that they choose say just a traditional artist and they're like hey i want all of these bright colors and i want it to be like this big and i want the design to have this and that and the other and the other and the other and this and that and the Mm -hmm. other and for a traditional artist that is completely going against the grain of everything that they tattoo so if you want you know eight or nine different elements in your tattoo you look at portfolios for traditional artists and they have like two three elements like four max colors uh some people want really hyper realistic stuff and they want it kind of without an outline and just sort of really 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 realistic and then they go to somebody who is more of a traditional tattooer who's going to put an outline on stuff and they'll get upset that they put the big ugly outline on it when they could have seen it in their portfolio that that was the kind of tattoo that they were going to get like you don't ask da vinci for a picasso yeah you know, or vice versa or vice versa yeah like they're, it's just not going to come out right and you could find these portfolios on usually the tattoo the the tattoo shop's website um or instagram usually a lot of artists will keep their stuff on instagram and i think that usually keeps a good amount of their pictures and sometimes even healed photos which those are really good to look at if you can find healed tattoos. That was going to be one of my pro tips for later too. So we're going to definitely come back around <laughs> healed, healed photos. But uh, yeah, as she said, look at portfolios. You can find them on the websites. You can usually find them on Instagram. Instagram's probably the best place to find portfolios nowadays. All of the artists are out there on Instagram right now. So if you go on Instagram and you just find a shop, that'll link you out to the artist. A lot of times you can actually schedule your consultation or schedule your actual tattoo on mm-hmm. Instagram. So Instagram is a very good place to go and see what the artist has to offer. But also keep in mind that the artist is showing you their best. So also go in and see if you can find reviews especially from people that you know and that you trust if Mm -hmm. they vouch for them then you know you're going to have a good experience because you know somebody who actually went there and got a tattoo and had an experience with that artist i agree oh speaking of commissions so let's just assume we've gotten the artist we've done our research we've looked into portfolios now what now we have to schedule a consultation well, it's a consultation. So a consultation, I love that. A, consul- <laughs> <laughs> a consultation is basically where you go and you give the artist all of your ideas and they tell you kind of how to go about actually making this into a really cool tattoo that kind of suits their style and will suit your body so that you come up with the best possible piece of art to put on your body. Ultimately, this is where your tattoo ideas will come to life. And it's something that you really need to kind of budget for because a lot of artists will charge you for the time that they consult with you some of them will take it out of your first hour of tattooing some of them you have to give a deposit before you even schedule a consultation and that deposit covers your consultation so that in a sense one way or another the artist is going to get paid for their work and that is what we are you know all for artists need to get paid for their work however you also don't want to walk away with the tattoo that you're not stoked on so if you're not stoked on the tattoo or if you feel like you might have some trouble finding the right artist or the right style for the ideas that you have, factor consultations into your budget going into it so that you don't get surprised or caught off guard when 
all of your money that you saved up for your really cool tattoo goes into like three consultations. Yeah, that's a good uh, overview of what that is. So you want to look, look at some red flags maybe for portfolios, like the nitty gritty, we're going to, what, what to look for when you look really closely at that artwork? I think that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, to start off, I feel like just kind of how to look at a portfolio, both good and bad. I, I would start with the line work, right? I look at the lines. I, cause that's, that's really where you get a big sense of what their application is like, because that is a single needle. That is the kind of needle that can cause the most damage if used incorrectly. And that is the part of the tattoo that requires the most finesse is those really fine straight lines, making sure that all of the lines are straight. If I see any irritation, that's a big red flag because those single needles, if not used right, can cause a lot of irritation. They can cut you up, you'll scar up, and that's horrible. You don't want that in a tattoo. That looks horrible. Blowouts, anytime. Do you kind of know a little bit more about what a blowout is? So that's when, um, if you look at like the outline of a tattoo, it should be like a crisp like line, but a blowout is kind of almost like when you put ink on paper and it blurs a lot and it kind of just, you know, diffuses under the skin where you kind of don't want it and it gets blurry. And, um, and when it heals, it looks like is the line is washed out a lot. Um, and it comes so, to the application ultimately. Yeah. Um, so you want that line to look crisp, um, not shaky. Um, something I like to look for is does the artist have any like lines that are wavy and then maybe like don't connect in their portfolio? I want those lines to all connect preferably. Like so. if, if the line goes behind something in the tattoo and on the other end, it should line up where it kind of came out of, or it should have a way of explaining why it went from one end to the other naturally yeah. without it being just kind of off center and wonky. Yeah. You want it all to connect. You want it to look like it's an actual line going behind something. And of course on different bodies. So for example, I have a rib tattoo that I absolutely adore love it but the artist had only been tattooing for two years um so you know he he didn't have a, the a lot of experience and he was tattooing on a hard body part to tattoo on so some of my lines do have some blowouts some of them are a little like they come thin and then they don't connect and then they you know start off with a straight line again but i have no qualms with that because a i know where he was at in his process um <laughs> and he's just grown so much and i love him anyway um <laughs> but i have other tattoos that the lines are a lot more solid and you know so body parts might account for a little bit of a shaky line and a little shaky line every once in a while that's okay but you can also get one that's a crisp line and if you see like a body part that you want to get tattooed for example if you notice that the artist is doing a lot of rib pieces and you really want to get your ribs tattooed, that's a really good indication because that shows that they know how to work yeah. with tough body parts. And it goes the same with skin colors, right? I have a little bit of a darker complexion, so I need to be tattooed a certain way to get the most out of my skin and get the most out of the different contrast that you can apply to my skin tone. And I know... I'm not, you know, relative to other people, I'm not even that dark. So there are people that are much darker than me that really struggle with 
skin tones and with getting tattoos because you want to go to an artist that knows what they're doing. It's not harder to tattoo. It just has to be tattooed different for the artwork to come through. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what it comes down to is the artist's experience with that kind of skin. So if you have a darker complexion, look for artists that are tattooing darker complexions and that are showcasing their work on darker skin because then you know that you can go to that artist and they will understand your skin and they will find the right way of getting your tattoo idea to convey through your skin because you know if if it's a if you have fair skin you you're actually really lucky with regards to the tattoo world because anything is going to show you can get colors and they're going to look vibrant you can get black and gray and it's going to look really cool yeah, but on that note, everything blood. will show. So if you get a tattoo artist whose application with that color isn't solid and you get what's known as holidays, it's very noticeable. Oh, yeah. Which, so holidays is like, from my understanding, is when it either the there's ink that there's a gap in the ink because they haven't saturated it enough. So you can kind of see splotchiness under it. Or when like it doesn't quite reach all the way up to um, a certain point that it's supposed to obviously reach and go to. It's not there. It's on it's, a holiday. Yeah, it's when the skin's not there and it's on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So, so look yeah. for that. Those are kind of some of the red flags. Or not even like red flags. Uh, some of them are red flags, but just some of the things to look for when looking at portfolios and kind of how to watch for them. And... To get a little bit more specific with regards to the different kinds of tattoos that you might want to get, say you want to get a black and gray tattoo and you have your heart set on black and gray, a few things to look for, how does it look aged? The reason I suggest this, especially for black and gray, is the gray wash. Gray wash, when done right, looks really good and can last a really long time. Gray wash, when done wrong, can still look kind of all right, fresh but it will fade so quickly if it is not properly saturated and properly punched in there. So look for one-year, two-year healed tattoos on their portfolio, especially in the style and the the technique that you want it in. So if you want black and gray, look for aged black and gray tattoos. And if you want color tattoos, look for aged color tattoos yeah. as well. That's just good advice. And there's but- places on the internet to find like specific age versus or healed versus new tattoo for instance there's like a bunch of instagram pages bunch of reddit pinterest probably tumblr and facebook but i'm not on it so right and (laughs) the other thing to look out for with black and gray so we've talked about the gray now we can talk about the black because black is the key to all black and gray that is your darkest point that is where all of the contrast is going to kind of bounce off of you want it to be punched in and you want it to be punched in for as long as possible. So look for where they use black, how they use black, how deeply they use the black. Look for irritation, of course, because the more black you put on there, the the more layers you're putting on the skin, the more you irritate the skin. You don't want it to irritate you. You don't want an irritated tattoo. You want it to just be punched in there and you want it to be as crisp as can be. Yeah. And of course, if you want color tattoos, the important thing to look for with color tattoos are, of course, color. Your color saturation, your color blends. Those are really, really important to the way color tattoos are going to look fresh and how they're going to age. Yeah, because a tattoo could look like it's completely colored in and then it ages and you see all of those. 
markings just slowly <laughs> kind of appear on your tattoo. You don't want that. Yeah, and you don't want, for example, colors that are supposed to evenly blend with each other to just kind of be right next to each other with a hard line in between them because that just doesn't look good and that's a bad blend and bad blends will basically look like something like that one color and then another color and they didn't do a good enough job in between to get it to transition through the blend of the color mm -hmm. so that it evenly and smoothly lines up the way you want it to so yeah, you want it to be properly smooth. blended smooth like a sunset and you want aged pictures to still have some vibrancy you can't expect it to be as vibrant as it was fresh because that's just what happens with tattoos they age and they fade a little bit but you still want your tattoo to look pretty vibrant and still kind of pop off your skin a little bit aged because that means it was properly applied your line work was properly laid in and your colors were properly saturated i actually have a color tattoo that is, I think, like three or four years healed, and the yellows still look really nice, the blues still look really nice, the red looks really nice. All of the colors still look really nice. They mm -hmm. still kind of pop off. They are still pretty vibrant, even though they are a few years old. So very well applied. Thank you, G, <laughs> who also did your rib piece and my arm piece. Yeah. Um, I have... A gray wash from not the same artist but coming from the same shop and it's held up very well over the years um the artist did a very good job at putting that black in so all of the details are still very crisp and i don't even know if you finished because my skin started not being able to hold up um, absolutely it looks very great so very up. happy with our tattoos from primary colors in houston shout out primary colors rice <laughs> village check them out they do good work G's a treat, Xavier's a treat, they're a gem. Yeah. So the other thing to look out for with color is not just how they apply the color, but how they use the colors because more people need to learn their basic color theory. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you want it to be, you know, you want the colors to look right. And the, the best uses of color theory I have found in just traditional tattooing because it's such a limited color palette you need to have control over what looks good with each other, what's going to complement what, where are you going to find your contrast? Because it, I've seen a lot of tattoos that are really well applied and really well done. And they just have a really interesting mix of colors and it just looks wrong. It's, it's with that color palette, because um, I think it's... I think it's yellow, red, black, green, and yellow. I think I said yellow twice. Um, I don't know. I don't know if brown's quite in there or not. But um, it's very easy to get brown <laughs> when mixing the color palette of a primary or of a yeah, traditional tattoo. So and look out for that because you want to keep the opposite colors on the wheel, you know, not blended together unless you're trying to create a brown color. And that also kind of goes into how they use the colors because you also want to look out for making sure that they use the right colors at the right time. Most mm -hmm. tattoo artists, the way they kind of work is they do the darkest colors first so that when they overlay the lighter colors, they don't get dark colors bleeding into their lighter colors and kind of staining them. 
So you want to make sure that all of the colors are properly applied and they are where they should be, that you don't have any weird color bleeding, you don't have any coloring outside the lines, you have coloring all the way up to the lines. These are some of the things to look out for when looking at portfolios for color artists specifically. And you want to make sure that their, their color theory is sound because you want to make sure your tattoo looks good. Like, can you imagine having a really hard tattoo to pair an outfit with because you have some really funky color in there? And I feel like most of the issues don't even come from people that misuse colors. They try to do too much with colors. Yeah. Like eight colors and just a bunch of bright stuff in their color palette when simplicity kind of gets the message across a little better. And you can get very elaborate and kind of experimental with the colors if you know what you're doing. It's just some of them don't know what they're doing and it just comes off weird. So make well, sure yeah, they'll artist... just mix and match and make it to to one color monotone. Yeah. So make sure your artist knows what they're doing with the color and that'll come through in their portfolio. You'll, you can tell when you look at a portfolio, if they, you know, they just kind of, they're not sure what they're doing with the color. It's just kind of all over the place. Ta tattoo artists that have, a very defined style in their portfolio where you can kind of see like what they're going for. Usually they'll have color palettes that they like to use that they're comfortable with. And if that matches up with your ideas, then Hey, it's a match made in heaven. Let's go for it. Did you want to talk about references to bring for the uh, consultation? How to gather references for your artist? Yes. So once you're in, in the consultation, you're going to have to kind of communicate the ideas that you have to the artist so that they can kind of come up with a piece of art that is going to go on your body. And, you know, you kind of bring your ideas for what you want the tattoo to look like, what elements you want to have in your tattoo. And they kind of use their knowledge of color and design and placement and size to kind of give you the best artwork that they can apply onto your body the way you want it to look. So it's kind of a, a give and take where the artist kind of has to give you some advice as to what will look best and where, but then you will also have a lot of say as to what you actually get on your body. And again, if you're not super stoked on the design, that's okay. You can shop around, maybe find another artist, you know, it's worth it to tip the artists in the consultation if they're not charging you for the consultation because they're still giving you your uh, their art and they're not going to be tattooing that same piece of art on somebody else unless you give your blessing to them right. to do. So don't want to plagiarize. And you also don't want to, you know, waste an artist's time because that is time that they could have been tattooing and making money that they are consulting with you especially if it's for free if they're charging you for the consultation then it's fine you know you paid for it you paid for that time the artist gave you the work it didn't quite work out so you're going to see another artist it all works well, yeah and that's totally fine especially if you are the one that like brought in a bunch of separate references yeah like, hey i want this but then you just didn't like the design and maybe even bring you can since you paid for that design it's like paying for that art and the, i think for the most part you can like take it and be like I kind of like this, but could you do something a little different? Then I think that should be fine. But as long as you're not asking an artist to tattoo another artist's design under your body because they're cheaper, that is scummy. That is really scummy. Oh, 
Yeah. See, I don't see, and I don't know necessarily if that's something that like tattooers would. That would be something that someone had to ask an actual tattoo artist. Um, because personally, I think if they paid for that art, it's their it that person's art. But also, yeah, you wouldn't want to get into a situation where the person then is like, "Cool, I'm going to pay for your design and take it to somebody that's cheaper." But they do that, and they run the risk of getting a cheaper looking tattoo. Absolutely. Of course, you know, a stencil is a stencil and the artist knows what that stencil can become. And taking that to another artist, I think it's a challenge on Ink Master where they make them design each other's tattoos and they have to do something with the stencil. And a lot of times the designer of the tattoo executes the tattoo the way it's kind of intended, whereas the other artist will have a completely different perspective on it and we'll just kind of make questionable decisions because they're not sure why certain things are the way they are. So they start changing them or doing funky things around it and it just becomes a mess. So you want to make sure you get the best tattoo. You know what you want to get. There's a few ways of communicating that to your artist. You could just kind of go into your consultation and talk to them about what you want and have them kind of guide you around their style. Or you could even bring some pictures. You could save them under your phone. Or what a lot of people like to do is they bring in Instagram where they like save a bunch of stuff into their little playlist things. Or I sound like, I sound like I'm 65 <laughs> talking about social media. Or Pinterest, the little Pinterest boards. You can bring in an inspo board from Pinterest. Yeah. Now, these social medias, there's a right and a wrong way to use them. It's great if you bring in pictures of some stuff to inspire the artist and to inspire you to get the right idea for the tattoo. Say you want to get a spider tattoo, so you just get a bunch of pictures of different spiders that you like, and you just kind of put them together, and you say, hey, use this to get a spider that will look really cool on me. That's Maybe a like really... a cool shot of a spider mixed with like a style of tattoo you want. Like, oh, cool, I saw this picture. I want it in this style. Or maybe this artist had something in the background that like I kind of vibe with the color scheme on this picture. Yeah, That's kind of how you start. Yeah. Or, you know, you could even include actual other tattoos in there and say, hey, I really like what they're going for with this. I really like the elements that they kind of put into here. I thought this was really unique, the way they kind of accented this with this. You know, you, you need to communicate these ideas to your artists. And visually, a lot of the times, that's the best way of doing it because most artists are visual creatures and visual learners. Not all, not all of them, but if they are dealing in the visual arts, then a lot of times visual communication is the best way to communicate an idea. But it also comes down to sort of the same thing as paying for a design and having another artist tattoo it. If you see a tattoo that you really, really, really like, it, there's kind of no point in wanting to get that exact same tattoo. And the reasons why is, first off, that is another artist that did that tattoo. So if you're going to that artist and you're saying, hey, I want this tattoo, they did that unique piece for somebody. They got together, they did the consultation, they decided on this piece of art that was going to go under their body that they paid for, and now you're saying, hey, I want that exact same thing. Most artists are going to tell you that they're not going to do it, unless it's a piece of flash off the wall that you just... I was literally about to say that. And it's like a generic tattoo or a flash, because I have a rose on my, my arm, and like, how many people have roses? Like, a ton. Of course, this is like the artist style, but... 
I, I've seen other like very similar OC stunt on other people and that's no meatball off my table, you know? Like <laughs> there's a ton of there's a ton of Star Wars fans that have the Rebel Alliance symbol tattooed on them in a million and one different ways. They get really creative with it. I just have it in red on my arm. That's it. That's yeah. all I got. And you know, it's fine to have the same tattoo as other people. And then we have unique tattoos on our bodies that were done for us. I would be very, I think, disappointed to see somebody else also have that tattoo because we've both put a lot of thought into the tattoos that we have that aren't um, the traditional slash flash tattoos. Yeah. It's again, it's, it comes back to the whole artist thing. Like, first off, the reasons why you wouldn't ask Picasso to give you a Da Vinci or vice versa is because Da Vinci does Da Vinci well because he's da vinci he doesn't do picasso well because that's what picasso does well and by getting a da vinci to do your picasso you're not really getting a picasso you're getting a ripoff picasso and a ripoff da vinci because it's not even da vinci doing da vinci although i would love to see that i wish we could bring these two men back from the dead to have them do this challenge that would be fun i, I can see <laughs> that being content on youtube So make sure you guys use social media the right way. Make sure that it is used more to kind of inspire rather than to just rip somebody else's art off. It's just not cool. Yeah. And you want something unique to you. And if you get somebody else's tattoo, it becomes neither unique to them nor to you. And that's kind of some of the magic of tattoos. Unless you just want to get Flash. There's nothing wrong with Flash. We love Flash. Yeah, we and you know if eight people yeah if eight people have the same tattoo as us because it's flash there's nothing wrong with it but you know if somebody came and ripped off my mixer board headphone microphone sort of radio setup tattoo like just ripped off the idea I wouldn't be too happy and it would also probably not look as good as the one that G did for me because you know G did it really well so. And, yeah. you know, it just kind of amounts to plagiarism. And school taught us all that plagiarism is bad. Yes. But once you have <laughs> all of these ideas together, you can take them to an artist and they will come up with a really, really cool design that once it's all said and done and they've sent you the design and they say, you know, I'm satisfied with it. Are you satisfied with it? That's when you can make the decision, right? That's the final decision point. Do you go through with it or not? And if you're looking at that tattoo and you're hesitating and you're questioning it, it's okay to take a little bit of time to think about it. The important thing is don't go into it unless you are 100% stoked on that tattoo. Yeah. 100% stoked or nothing because... Because it's permanent. Yeah, and if, you, if you're not psyched on that tattoo, you're going to subject yourself to, what, two to six hours of horribleness. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then what? You have a tattoo that you're just not super satisfied with so and yeah no one sure. wants that on yeah. their body because then you're gonna go it's, get it removed and that's expensive and painful you know kim kardashian has this like weird thing that she said about why she doesn't have tattoos about not wanting to put stickers on a bentley or whatever I'm like i like to look at myself more as a very pretty art museum that wants to put very pretty art on my body that gets people to want to look and be like, wow, that's beautiful. So if she wants to compare herself to a car, that's cool. I'm going to compare myself to the Getty. 
There you go. All right. <laughs> I don't know. That's just the first art museum. I don't know. There's better ones, but yeah. Anyway, the Louvre. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So yeah. And then if you are 100% satisfied, of course, go for it. Now it's time to actually schedule the tattoo and go in for your actual sessions. And for our advice on that and on what to do after the tattoo, you're going to have to listen to our next episode because that is all the time we have for now. We might do this in a three-parter if we have enough to say, which we might because this is something we that we talk about this. Yeah, we love talking about this. We'll talk about this all the time, actually. And we love talking because to people about it. Because we want everybody to get into our tattoo world. It's fun. want to initiate people. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's always more fun to guide people along the way and give them advice and help them rather than just kind of sending them off onto a random Google search because that's how you end up with crappy tattoos. No, not that. Anyway. Yeah, it might be a three-parter. We might do during and after together. We'll see. But you get at least one more episode of your beginner's guide to how to get tattooed by Janie and Juan. See you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.